Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome. What are we on? Anything new? Nothing. <laughs> I don't think. Is there anything new in my life? We had a birthday party today. My God, dude, I'm so tired. Yeah. They don't tell you like how tiring it is to host a five-year-old's birthday party. I'm fucking. Exhausted. There wasn't very many kids there. Like, no. I remember when I had birthday parties, like we invited like my whole entire class. Like, it was like Dude, plus she, our parents. She wanted to. She's like, can we invite everyone I go to daycare with? I was like, hard fucking no, <laughs> no. Like, the day before, I was, like, frantic because I was, like, fuck, I got to bake a cake. And she wanted brownies and cookies. And so I'm baking all this shit. And, like, I baked one cake. And I was, like, I'm not fucking baking anymore. So <laughs> it like, worked. We like had lots little. of leftovers, too. Did we throw them all away? Thank God. Yeah. God bless you guys. <laughs> you guys did most of the cleanup while I was running shit back and forth to the car. Yeah. yeah. It went really, really well. Avery had a good time. I feel like we're talking much quieter today. <laughs> There are children in bed. I know. <laughs> or maybe we just got tired of listening to ourselves scream into the microphone. I don't know. It doesn't sound bad when I listen to it, I don't think. No, I like it. I feel like maybe they're not going to be able to hear you. I know. I'm a little Why are you so little quiet? nervosa. Avery. Pause. Resume. Resume. She's going to sleep on the couch. <laughs> She's been doing this a lot lately where she just will, like refused to stay in bed. Um, and then she'll be like, can I sleep on the couch? I'm like, I really, like, I can't even fight with you anymore. I'm so tired. I don't care where you sleep. Just fucking sleep. <laughs> she also insisted on getting a clock today. So she picked out this like 1950s, like, <laughs> and she's been carrying around everywhere. Like if you turn around right now, she's got that clock and she just carries around and shakes it. So it's like, ding, 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 ding. Fuck. Yeah. I told you we should record it tomorrow. <laughs> Oh. Or Monday. <laughs> well, I'm not coming back till Tuesday. You're propagating those. They fell off, so I just stuck them back in the dirt. I got a cat. <gasps> you got a cat. He's the cutest thing ever. He's like a two to three month old kitten. His name is George O'Malley. 007. Um, he is all gray with white features, like little white feet and, and stuff. We'll put a picture of him on the Instagram. Yeah. He's the cutest. He is super cute. Avery had such a good time with him today. <laughs> it's funny. Like, okay. Lucy. Deuce. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> thinks that she's hot shit. And like, she sees a big dog and she's like, oh, fucking get me out. She is hot shit. And like, not even realizing that the dog could literally murder her just by looking at her. Um, but this little tiny cat comes in and hisses at her one time and it's over. She's not interested. <laughs> oh my God. I've never done that before. I just really wanted to. Um, and yeah, she's terrified of this cat. It looks at her the wrong way and she cowers away. It's ridiculous. Cause cats are terrible. I don't know. In the best way. I don't know. O'Malley's a very, very, very sweet cat. So we got a new kitty. Um, what else is new? I'm looking at some very pretty flowers on your table. Aren't they gorgeous? They're pretty cute. It was weird. I've never had someone do something like that for me before, so I don't really know what to do with it. 
Um, but like Aiden was like, mom, 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 no wine for you. Alki, get out of here. Ace is trying to drink wine. <laughs> um, he's like, mom, I need you to get these. And I walk and I turn around and he's got this like most, the most beautiful little bouquet of flowers and it's Avery's birthday party. So I'm like, oh, these are totally for Avery. And I opened the card and they were for me. Hmm. I know. They're cute. The card was really sweet too. No, they misspelled it. Well, I wasn't going to tell him that, but he listens. And so now he fucking knows. Well, it's not his fault. It's their fault. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I knew what it meant. Way to go. should have just <laughs> written it in, in pen. But, um, but no, I mean, it's gypsy. You shouldn't have flicked the lid. It was so worth it, though. God, that was fun. I've never done that now before. There's, now there's a dog carrying around a lid. No, no, she left it there. Anyway, yes, now I have this beautiful bouquet of flowers that aren't like apology flowers. Mm-hmm. And like Aiden, Aiden was like, oh, are those from the guy that I'm seeing? And I'm not going to use his name yet. One, because I don't, I haven't asked him in two because I don't know that I'm there yet. But, um, and I was like, yep. And he's like, did dad ever send you flowers? No. <laughs> and I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. So I just, just soaking it up. They're pretty. Thank you. They're pretty toot. I don't think there's anything else that's really new. Man, it's hard to catch up on things when we actually are on track. <laughs> Shit, I know. It's not like, oh, my God, there was this chaotic thing, and this is why we're late. It's like, no, things are fine. We're actually recording early. I won't say things are fine. We're just on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say recording early, but this isn't this like when we originally started, we recorded on Saturdays. Yeah. So we're just back to our norm mm-hmm. six months later. Yeah. We did go back to our first episode and see how many fucking plays it's gotten. There are over 200 plays on our very first episode. Are you kidding me? We're kind of a big deal. That's crazy. Practically famous. Okay, but. Dude, I did I tell you I got like acknowledged at the Bean Broker the other day? What? Because of our podcast. What? Yeah, there was this guy, and he he's there all the time. And because my office is above the bean broker, I had to go down there to pee every hour because I have the world's tiniest bladder. Yeah. And so, like, I was ordering coffee because I always feel bad peeing down there that many times and never ordering anything. <laughs> so, so I was. They might have. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're gonna need to name a menu item after me here pretty soon. Um. So I was ordering coffee, and he's like, "Do I know you from somewhere?" And I was like, well, I work upstairs and I'm down here like every hour going pee. So probably uh-huh. and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, do you have a podcast with Emily? What? And I was like, do I know this person? I'm uh, assuming so. He knew you either that or he just like found our podcast and now he knows us both. Like, is this what Karen and Georgia feel like? Oh my God. Famous. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you have that podcast. He's like, I'm like three episodes behind, but it's my favorite podcast right now. Is it him? No, I know who that is. He doesn't work at the Bean Broker. Oh, he works at... Oh, I know who it is. So sweet, though. Yeah, he works with my husband. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, still, we were acknowledged as official podcasters. Yeah, we were. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) You're like, what podcast? He's Emily. (laughs) I should have been like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Sorry, you have the wrong person. Like, no. No, you fucking weirdo. No, he's he's a really good kid. Yeah, super sweet. It was yeah, super cool. I like him a lot. It was super cool. He's a really cute dog. Oh, 
Oh, yes, he's yeah. You you probably okay. seen him at um Ken. Yeah, and you let this this. Yeah. <clears throat> now I know exactly who that is. Yep. Yep. Well, that's unfortunate because I really thought it was like a sort of strange person that I've been kept. Yeah, no, he actually did recognize you. Fuck. <laughs> not from the podcast. We're not famous anymore. I take it all back. Yeah. So yeah. I put a little, I was good at social media this morning. You were. I saw. I don't know if we got anything. Perfect, we didn't. Though. We got something that said promote. But not it here. Oh, we did get our little like coven necklaces from my mom. Oh, yeah. That was nice of her. And she gave us all coven names. What is yours? The companion. Duh. Because I'm always with you. That's valid. We're best friends forever. Yeah. But that's kind of it. There's nothing like really exciting and new. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am thinking about taking like two weeks off here pretty soon. Oh, that would be Davina, nice. are you listening? Just so you know. <laughs> heads up. Davina doesn't listen. <laughs> our friends don't listen. To the, which is weird, right? Like our entire friend group, they don't listen to our podcast. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Davina did for a while because she was like telling all of our clients about it. Oh. Well, maybe Davina does. I don't think anyone else does. Bastards. Like Autumn. I don't think she's listened to one episode. <laughs> which is fine. God bless her. You know what? The next time she's tatting us, we'll do really long tattoos. And you we'll know, just fucking play it in the background. Well, that, or we should do a recording That's session. We're, no, a recording session while we're getting tattoos. <gasps> Balls, that's a good idea. I know, I'm oh. full of them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I Write do, this down. We should get Someone remind us. <laughs> Somebody put this on our comments because we're not going to fucking Someone be remember. like, hey, Emily and Chelsea, don't forget about this. And then I guarantee you when we re-listen to this, we're going to be like, I'm going to write that down and neither one of us will. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm depending on whoever is listening to this. Lindsay. <laughs> it's definitely Lindsay. <laughs> so She's Lindsay. her only like loyalty. <laughs> she should be our fucking manager at this point. Oh my God. What a good idea. So I think that would be a fantastic idea. I have lots of good ideas. They come in spurts though. Well, I'll just blurt them out and we'll go back and like. We will be having a birthday party on Tuesday for. Does he really want a pool party? No, he doesn't because it, our time, the time doesn't work because I'm working till five. You're working till 530. Pool closes at seven. There's just no reason to go. Yeah, fine. But whatever. you know what? We'll bring like lots of yard games, though. And well, I just bought all those yard games. I just need Chris to put them together. Oh yeah, I didn't know you got your games. So I have cornhole, and I have mm, the thing. I love cornhole. I have the thing that you throw the double balls at. Yeah. Oh, and then we could do. Um, Autumn has like giant beer pong for your yard. Yeah. But yeah, she has like the big um, yard, yard pong. Yard pong. This episode might be very chaotic. Chaotic. <laughs> Where are you from, Milwaukee? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, there's a child in the back yelling at us. And we're <laughs> three we're literally pausing and restarting, oh, pausing and restarting. And, was a snorkel. Um, so Mom life. We're very much all over that. We're less organized for sure today than other episodes. Dude, I was certain because she was watching the new Space Jam and I was certain she was going to crash out on the couch and then I should have known that she wouldn't. But it's fine. She's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes birthday party yard games barbecued food i do need um if anyone listening knows a good recipe to like an easy um like espresso coffee-ish frosting cute let me know 
I feel comfortable talking about this because I know Chris doesn't listen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like you know he doesn't. We talk about this very frequently. I know. I just figure eventually he'll catch the hint and start so listening. I'm doing something very ballsy and I'm just gonna make this cake that I have no idea will work or not. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> but it's gonna be chocolate. And then I'm gonna I have caramel. I'm gonna mix it up with some salt. Um and mix, 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 and then poke holes in the cake. And pour the caramel in the holes. Yum. And I want to frost it with like espresso-y frosting. So it's like a salted caramel espresso oh. type of cake. You're kidding me? But I don't know if it'll work. So, but like I don't want to um, put a lot of work into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically where I'm at with it. Um, so just get some so like I'm, finely ground espresso and throw it in some fucking buttercream. That's what I'm day. thinking. Because like they have like the whipped frosting. So they have that... And then I remember when COVID all started and like the big TikTok trend was whipped coffee. Do you remember doing that? No. Okay. So it's instant coffee and you put it in hot water and sugar and you literally just like froth it and it, it's coffee, but it's like whipped cream coffee. It's like frothed coffee. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about just doing that and throwing that into like some whipped frosting and hopefully it will taste like coffee. I don't know. Pinterest. I don't know. Everything I've looked up was like a million part recipe for this fancy frosting. And I'm like, I would literally just want to like throw some coffee right. in this frosting. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm a little nervous, but if it tastes like shit, then we can always just get some ice cream. <laughs> just get some ice cream. I don't know. I mean, maybe that new ice cream shop will be open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else before we go on. I don't think there is. I feel like my life has been very chaotic lately. I've I got been... a new poetry book. Is that the Viking one? Yeah, I needed a Viking. I saw that on your Instagram, but I never asked you anything about <sighs> it. How is it? Pretty good. It's taking me a long time to like read it just because I haven't had time to sit. You know how you and I read poetry books. We just inhale the whole thing. Yeah. I haven't had time to sit down and do that. So I've read a couple and they're so powerful. Like they give me goosebumps. Like, look at, give me goosebumps. That was a fly, but that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Today, we we're going to get a little um, lovey. <laughs> we're going to talk about the five love languages. Which you know, this was weird for me when I first like started looking into them, um, mainly because it was at like the roughest part of my previous marriage, mm-hmm. and that this was like our last stitch. Like, fuck it, let's do the love languages. And I think if we had done this from the beginning, it would have been different because our mm-hmm. love languages are just very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. And I don't show love the way that certain people need to be shown love. Yeah. I think they're tricky because they change throughout time very like quite frequently. So like if you base your li- not base your relationship off the love languages, but if you focus on them um, and work with them, you have to make sure that you're constantly like retaking the test or um, looking into them to see if like they've changed at all. Because I mean, if your love language changes and like your partner is still continuing to use like your previous one, then it can be frustrating. But yeah. Um, when I think the biggest, it, it, it can, sorry, it can be confusing for you too because you don't know how to like accept love as well. 
Yeah. So I would say the biggest disclaimer to this entire episode is the love languages should be used as a tool in your relationship and not the foundation. So it's kind of like the fucking hammer. It's not the entire foundation. It's not the house. It's a tool that you use to help keep it strong. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful metaphor. I just pulled out of my asshole. You're welcome. (laughs) You were very graphic right there. You just said I'd like the hole to it. (laughs) Hated that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what Avery asked me the other day? What? It's going to kill you. We were sitting there and she goes, what if my head was made of vaginas? (laughs) I was like, I that I don't think I would like that. I would hate it actually. How would that even like is your head just one or just know. a lot everywhere? I don't know. Still makes me laugh though. Okay. So let's talk about the origin of the love languages, kind of how they came to be, the creator of them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, so the author of the five love languages is a gentleman by the name of Gary Chapman. Um, and so he's, so there's some religious tones to this. So he, yeah, he's a graduate of the Moody Bible Institute and holds a bachelor's and a master's in anthropology. Um, he also received a master of religious education and a doctor of philosophy. So there's, and those are from the Baptist theological seminary. So it's, there's a lot of like religious undertones to the five love languages. Um, but it's not something that has to be like you like religion is not one of the love languages, if that makes sense. Um, so he first started looking into this and published the first book, the five love languages, how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate in 1992. And it sold over 11 million copies. So as of 2015, it's been translated into 49 other languages and it consistently ranks in the top hundred bestsellers on Amazon. Mm hmm which should be surprising or should not be surprising. Um, So his biggest argument with all of this is that while each of the love languages is enjoyed to some degree by all people, every person has one love language that's particularly powerful for them. So we may experience a little bit of joy from all the love languages, but there's one that specifically really speaks to you. Um, so he travels the world presenting this. There's not really a lot of like background as to like why he looked into this, but it's, it sounds like to me, it's more of like a philosophical. So I actually idea. have his book here. I um, mean, I've, I've read it and he based, I don't know if like they found the love languages. Yeah. They had to have, cause he created it. Um, so him and his wife and or partner were going through it pretty pretty bad mm-hmm. um and in the book the five love languages um he talks about how like their journey in um, marriage counseling and uncovering like the the fact that the way that he was providing love was not the way that his partner had accepted it and then once they kind of had that um realization then they figured it all out and then they made the five love languages so one on top of that too so dr chapman spent years taking notes with couples he was counseling Mm -hmm. and then through that research and that um, experience he started to recognize a pattern where couples are continuously miscommunicating and misunderstanding each other Mm -hmm. so after going through his notes he discovered the five love languages that many people respond to 
it's cool though um in the book each chapter so each chapter or each love language has its own chapter mm-hmm. um and i don't remember if each chapter is on oh no it's not so each chapter covers you know the love language but he talks about a couple that he's worked with yeah in each chapter which is it's cool so like say oh gosh i lost my bookmarks okay so say like we have hang on sorry well so while you're having anxiety one thing i really like about this book because like i said my ex and i did this one thing i really liked about it is it doesn't have to be read in a linear fashion it doesn't have to be cover to cover so what i did was we took the quizzes and then i went back and i read the chapter on my love language and the chapter on his love language and then I went back and like read all the other stuff, but I wanted like the meat and potatoes of like what our relationship was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, now I just want to know the rest of them. So it doesn't have to be like a cover to cover read, but I do have some clients that I work with that want to read the entire book right before they take the quiz. And I'm like, I just really don't give a shit about a love language that doesn't speak to that me. doesn't pertain to you. So here's the thing with love languages. So, and I guess, I don't know if it confuses me or if it's like me, I don't know. So, like, I have my own love language that I like to be given, but I also have a love language that I prefer to give, if that makes sense. I think everybody has that. Like, I I am, like, a combination of physical touch and um, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. but I love being gift-giving for someone else. I think that's pretty common. So, like, and we'll go through all the five love languages if it sounds like we're speaking a different language right now. Um, (laughs) we are speaking a different language. (laughs) Um, so like my, my main form of receiving love language is words of affirmation and acts of service. And they're pretty hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So like, but I'm not talking about like, I want gifts. I want time and effort and consistency. And that's the way you can show me like those acts of service. Be there for me. Show up when you say you're going to show up. If you're watching me like drown in daily activities, take something off my plate without me having to ask because I'm too proud to do that. So that's how I receive love in those words of affirmation, telling me that you're thinking about me because I have anxiety and depression and trauma. (laughs) I need reassurance and validation. (laughs) But opposite, like I give love through acts of service predominantly. I'm terrible with physical touch and I'll just be the first to admit that that's something that makes me. So here's the thing before we dive into um, each of the love languages, one thing I noticed when I took the test that was provided in the book, and I'm sure that you can find other tests online. Like it's a pretty common thing. Um, well, shit, it's been around for 30 years. Yeah. Um, the questions on there are, I feel like it's easy to take the test and get the wrong love language because yeah. like there was a question that was like, <laughs> I might, I, I'm pulling this one out of my ass, but it was very similar. Like, would you rather your partner hold your hand in public or would you rather them um, spend time with you at like a fun amusement park? Obviously I want to say fun amusement park, but like if there were like different things in there, like would you rather have your partner give you a back massage, you know, or would you rather go to the grocery store with them? Obviously I'm going to pick. So like, I feel like some of the things that they're saying, like, would you rather have this or this aren't on the same level Therefore, like you pick something else, even though like you would typically answer touch. You know what I mean? I wonder. So I feel like that kind of construed my answers because Ooh, when, I know. Sorry. when I took the test, I ended up being like access service or something. And I'm like, no, that is not me at all. So it was just weird because I feel like the test kind of like 
don't know. It can, it can be misleading. And I was just going to say, agree. like, I wonder what the research is behind this, like the statistics and like the evidence of effectiveness. And I'm not a big researchy person, but I'd want to know, like, has this even been proven effective or do people just really believe it because people have spoken so much life into it? Yeah. <laughs> Which we could research, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm, saying, I'm sure it's in the book somewhere. I'm but... not doing that. <laughs> okay. So what are the five love languages? Well, so there's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So we'll go into each of those in depth and kind of talk about um, what that could entail, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. So let's just dive in with the first one, Um, words of affirmation. So in like the simplest terms, that we can possibly come up with words of affirmation are essentially just spoken words, praise, appreciation, validation. So if this is someone's primary love language and I'm reading this from verywellmind.com, apparently I really like this and like mind body green. Um, if this is someone's primary love language, they want those words of encouragement, those words of like, I see you, I feel you, I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I acknowledge you. Um, so they might enjoy things like uplifting quotes Love notes, cute text messages, complimenting them, telling them what they're doing well. So that's kind of like brief, brief general overview of words of affirmation. Right. So I actually I have a hard copy of the book with me right now. Um, picking some things out of the words of affirmation chapter, Chapman highlights that verbal compliments are greater motivators than nagging words. Um, a big thing that the book provides is... Um, that says like, this is what the love language is. And here's how you can make sure that you are effectively using it. Mm -hmm. So I like that he highlights the verbal compliments are good motivators does highlight encouraging words. Um, with that, he says encouragement requires empathy and seeing the world from your spouse's perspective. So, um, having some meat behind your encouraging words, not just saying things because you know, it will make them feel good. Like actually show that empathy and feel that and, understand why they want you to say that um says something about kind words humble words well and i I think that's a big thing too is like don't just say something to someone because you know they want to hear it Mm -hmm. people can tell when there's like an emptiness to your compliments or to your words of encouragement like honestly it's not always what you say but how you say it Mm -hmm. so those words of affirmation like oh i'm proud of you for what Right. You know, those blanket statements aren't necessarily what somebody who uses or what's what's what I'm what's the word I'm looking for here, whose main love language is words of affirmation. They're not looking for that blanket like, oh, good job. High five. Mm -hmm. Like they're looking for something more fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. It says the book says if your spouse's love language is this. Um, it just has like little tips or like for a week, keep a written record of all the words that you say to your spouse each day. Um, learn to say, I love you or other expressions of affirmation in a couple different languages, which is kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I know. Um, just like little tips. So the second one is quality time. Quality time. What do you have on quality time? Um, so this is one of my big ones. So love and affection can be expressed this way when you give someone their undivided attention. Mm-hmm. It means put your phone down and put your tablet down, actually look at them and acknowledge the time that you're spending together. It's being very mindful of being present with them. 
um, actively listening, making that eye contact. So people with this love language, they're looking for quality over quantity. I don't care if you give me two minutes of your day, but two minutes of undivided attention to where you are solely focused on what you and I are doing. Yeah. Um, so they feel loved if you are present and focused, making eye contact. Um, so those are kind of the biggest ones. So it's, it's not just like sitting in the same room playing on TikTok. That's what me and you do. But we also like when we're talking, when we're having a serious discussion. Yeah. You're not balls deep in TikTok. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know what's going on in my head. Gross. Um, just kind of going back to like having those conversations with substance in it. Yeah. Um, not just like, hey, how are you? Let's hang. Yeah. Like hang out. Let's go sit in a room and look at our phones together. It's still quality time. Um, so having good quality conversation. Um, Chapman also says that learning to listen may be as difficult as learning a foreign language, but learn we must if we want to communicate love. Well, it's one it's one thing to make eye contact and be totally disengaged from what someone is saying. It's another thing to be actively listening to them. And as therapists, this is one of like the first things we learn is how to how to use active listening, reflect back what they're saying, make sure that you they understand like, OK, you said this to me and this is what I got from that. Mm hmm. Um, or asking follow-up questions if you don't understand. And so they know like, oh, this person's actually listening to me, not just being like, huh? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that sounds good. And I think this is, I think quality time is a lot more than conversation. Although it's conversation is a big part of it. Um, it's making memories together. It's, yeah. Um, I mean, quality time can be different for each couple or partner system. So like, and Chelsea and I talked about this too. It's something that, you know, you can teach your kids. Um, this isn't just like relationship wise. It can be like all sorts of romantic relationship. It can be all sorts of relationships. Yeah. Anyways, um, every, every set or pair is different. So sitting down and watching a movie and not talking at all, that might be good enough for you mm -hmm. for someone else. It could be watching a movie, but having discussions or coloring or whatever. Um, so whatever you define as quality time might not be the same as what your partner identifies as quality time. So being able to sit down and say, okay, what exactly, what kind of quality time are you looking for for me so that I can provide that to you is important too. Yeah. Love language number three, receiving gifts. Um, so for someone whose primary love language is receiving gifts, the giving of gifts is very symbolic to them. It's very symbolic of like, I saw this thing and I thought about you. And so I got this for you. So it's not just the gift, but it's the time and effort and thought mm -hmm. that goes behind the gift. Um, so the love language receiving gifts is more what is going on behind the person get, getting them the gift than it is actually receiving it. Right. I think for me, and like you brought it, you said it really well. Um, it doesn't matter what, like, okay, so when you think of gift giving, some people, their first thought might be, like, greed, you know, like, oh, you just want your partner to shower you and stuff, and that's, mm -hmm. I mean, like, Chris could go find a crystal for, like, 50 cents and bring it to me, and I would, like, melt. Yeah. You know, um, your flowers. Yeah. Super thoughtful. It was a gift. It was just a small thing saying, like, hair is a symbol of how I feel about you. Can't wait to see you. And, well, and the card literally says, just thinking about you, thinking of you. Can't wait to see that smile in person. Yeah. You know, it's not like one of these things like, oops, made a major mistake and totally fucked up. Sorry. And it's not like this big, extravagant, fancy thing. It's, no. like it's you, simple. You could literally stop on the side of the road and 
pick me a daisy and be like, I thought about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like $5,000 Cartier necklace, (laughs) you know, like shit. You bring me something that expensive and it's going to give me anxiety because I'm going to be like, I'm going to fucking lose it. Really? With the, with the meaning behind gifts is that it's a visual symbol of love. And that is important to some people, a lot of people and friendships too. Like whenever you're like, Oh my God, like, I just pulled a crystal out of the love crystal collection you bought me. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, I saw this and I thought about you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, so it's not just relationships. It's just those little trinkets of appreciation and gratitude and thought that you can give to people in your life. So this is an interesting part of the gift giving chapter. It says the gift of self. Um, and the couple he was working with must've been, I didn't read this whole chapter, but must've been struggling with, time being spent um a part of this chapter says was he there when the baby was born and then the client says he stayed long enough for the baby to be born but 10 minutes afterward he left it was awful it was such an important time in our lives i wanted to share it together and i wanted him here to be there for me that baby's now 15 years old and she was talking about the event with all the emotion as though it happened yesterday so Uh, the gift could just be as simple as your presence and your support. It doesn't have to be anything material. Yeah. If the physical presence of your spouse is important to you, I urge you to verbalize that to your spouse. Because again, if you know what your love language is, you have to share that with them and what context it's important to you because they'll never know. Well, and that's, that's just it. Like you don't know what you don't know. Right. So the next one, what's the next one in the book? acts of service. Mm -hmm. Okay. So acts of service, when this is somebody's primary love language, they generally feel love and appreciation when people do nice things for them. Um, so it's not necessarily the same as gift giving. This could be things as like, they noticed your gas tank was on empty and they put gas in the car for you. Mm -hmm. Or like I said, like you're seeing me struggle with something and you just offer to take it off my plate. Like I don't even have to do it. Um, so it's just having that thought of like, oh, I, I see you and I feel you and I'm going to do this thing for you. Um, and so they love it when people do little things for them and they can often be found doing little things for other people. Mm-hmm. Like this is something I do all the time. I'm like, what can I do for you? You want me to clean your house? Cool. I'll clean your house. Like you want me to babysit your dog? Cool. Give me the deuce. I'll hang out with her. <laughs> you know, like, Cause I would rather give you my time and do something that's going to be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause one, that's how I receive love. So that's yeah. the best way I know how to express it. But that's kind of like a general statement of acts of service. I think this is big too for both parties because when, and you have to express this very carefully, I think, because um, if, if you're, if, okay. So if you're the one whose love language is acts of service and that's what you need to be given to you to, in order to feel, you know, the amount of love that um, you feel appropriate it can come off as nagging. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Good point. Do the dishes, please. Because I want to feel loved. But that can easily be misconstrued. <laughs> no one likes to be forced to do Ooh. anything. Ooh. So sorry. sorry. No one likes to be forced to do anything, but love is always freely given. So if um, you express that in an appropriate way to your partner, it can probably be received better, therefore given back to you in a more likely fashion fair 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 okay so the final love language is physical touch 
Um, a person with this love language generally needs that physical affection, not necessarily just sex, although that's a big part of it, that sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. um, if this is their primary love language, they feel the most love when a partner is showing them physical affection, holding their hand, rubbing their back, touching their arm, giving them a massage, um, walking by and like grazing your hand across their back, just like those little, little times that you touch. Mm -hmm. um, they just want to be close to their partners physically. I think that these are all very, all five of these are all very important to remember when like your partner is like in a time of despair too. Um, like say your partner lost a loved one and they're really down in the dumps. Um, if you know what their love language is, use that to your advantage. Absolutely. Because like say Chelsea's on the couch crying and her thing is physical touch. I can love up on her all I want. Put my hand me. on her back. <laughs> She's not a touchy person. <laughs> no. Um, Usually, I know when you were going through the divorce, um, one of my favorite things to do for you were your dishes. Uh, well, and that's just it. Acts of service. Right. Acts of service. Because it was one less thing I had to worry mm -hmm. about. If you would have hugged me, I probably would have, like, punched you in the gut. Or if, like, you were sitting on your floor sobbing, I would just sit here with you. I wouldn't even say anything to you. I would just sit here with you and be with you. Yeah. So if you know what your partner's love language is or your your Do counterpart. Choose partners. Well, we kind of are. We're <laughs> Lover. <laughs> if you know what their love language is, use that to your advantage because when they're most vulnerable is the most like crucial it's, time. It's the best time for you to sh to show that you love them. Yeah. Um. Back to physical touch. Do you have anything else? No. I'm looking at the book to see if aside there's... from like this is not my love language. <laughs> like, like Emily said, like, oh, if Chelsea was sad, I'd give her a hug. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Jesus. That was much what louder. Was, yeah, that was wild. The book was on my phone, and it just slid off. Hated that. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but no, some some people need that, and like I'm I'm good like in private with my partner, and I'm great with physical affection with my kids. Mm -hmm. Love to hug and smooch on my kiddos. Um, but there are just most <clears throat> days where if I am not in a good space, I don't want to be fucking touched. Yeah, I don't want to be fucked with. I want to be totally alone. <laughs> <laughs> Like you did, you did my dishes, but you never asked me so many like invasive questions that made me feel like I had to talk about stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm, as we learned last week, avoiding as fuck. And I also shut down when I'm overwhelmed. I just fucking turn everything off. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you try to hug me, it just, one, it makes me cry. And when I'm trying not to feel things, that makes me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> so just know if you're listening, don't fucking hug me if I look sad. Um, Emily's touching me right now. <laughs> um, so I have, are, would you have something else on that? Um, yeah. So I was just going back to where I said, this doesn't just have to be for romantic partners. I mean, if you have a good friend, know what their love languages are. Um, I think a big thing here is kiddos. It can be really frustrating for a kid to say, my mom doesn't love me. And it can also be frustrating for the mom when they're like, are you kidding me? Like, I do everything for you. I do yeah. your laundry. I give you a home to live in. I buy you toys all the time. Um, but mom doesn't cuddle me at night. And that's how I feel love is physical touch. So <laughs> she's clearing at me. Um, Avery literally just came in here and said that. Oh, she did? That's what she was saying to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> Anyways, it can be frustrating for a kiddo because they don't 
feel love and it can be frustrating for the parent too because the parents like i give you all my love okay well here's the deal with avery we had literally just come out of the bedroom. i'm not talking about avery <laughs> she came in here and she's like it makes me sad because you don't cuddle me and i'm like i literally just came out of the room from cuddling you you just don't want to go to bed <laughs> i did know that's what she said yeah um, i thought you were calling me out i was like fuck off no man. i wasn't calling you out show on that, <laughs> on that line i do have um a little thing and it's an etsy printable it's three dollars um but if we put it on the instagram this is literally a screenshot so it'll still it'll have like the etsy stuff on it um it's from a little shop called kel Stoodle shop and it's the five love languages for kids so if words of affirmation is something they seem to be needing compliment them express appreciation give them a card Tell them you love them. Tell them how proud you are. Slip a note in their lunchbox or under their pillow. This is something I used to do for Aiden mm-hmm. last year. Um, and he would always come home and, like, have, he was so excited because I wrote something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the times that I forgot, he'd be like, Mom, you didn't leave a note in my lunchbox. So it's like you don't realize how much it took me three seconds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, notice their efforts and acknowledge it not just to them but, like, in front of other people. When they do something badass, tell them. Um, acts of service, help them clean their room, make them meals, help them get off the door on time, help with homework, bring them water when they ask, um, help them clean up toys, organize their closets, tuck them in at night. They like physical touch, um, doing their hair, scratching their back, cuddles, um, tickle fights, pat them on the back, sit near, sit near them, hugs and kisses, high fives, um, hold hands, manicures and pedicures, um, if gift, 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 Jesus, Whoa. Chelsea. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if gift giving is their love language, make them their favorite treat. Same thing. If you see something that reminds you of them, pick it up for them. Um, mail a package when you're away. Give a flower or a pretty rock. Do a treasure hunt, which I really like. Um, and if quality time, that one's hopefully pretty obvious give them your attention when you guys are together put your phone down don't be on your phone when you're playing with your kid um ask about their day play with them do crafts eat together take them out on little mommy kid dates campouts, board games bike rides bedtime stories lots of laughter yes yes I think here's what I have to say my final input on the love languages love language <laughs> Figure out what your partner's love language is, whether it's romantic, whether it's platonic, family members, children, parents, siblings, whatever. Figure out what their love language If your relationship seems to be strained, figure out what makes them feel love and practice it appropriately. And it will make the worlds of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it do- it is going to take effort and intentionality. You can't just go through, you know, creating relationships on a whim. Right. It's going to take some effort and some time and actually having conversations with somebody about how they need to receive love and how they give love. Um, it was the most refreshing thing in the world when the guy I'm seeing right now knew his love language. Mm-hmm. Like Without even asking. Right off the bat, like he just knew what it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I read it and I, I took the quiz and this is my love language. Mm-hmm. And having that adult conversation at the very beginning is kind of like, okay, now I know this is what you need to feel appreciated and valued in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things you have to put effort and intentions into. Um, um, 
side note, five the love languages, they have an app Ooh. where you can share it with your partner. I wasn't, I tried it with Chris one time and Chris hated it because Chris is like, I shouldn't have the, because it sends you reminders. Like uh-huh. Emily's love tank is empty today. Make sure you, Shoot. make sure you say Can we words have it of, for us? Yeah. Okay. Make sure you say words of affirmation to her or something like that. Um, and that would make Chris mad. Like I should not be reminded <laughs> to love you or something. So Well, you shouldn't have to, but if you're being reminded... <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. Um, so, yes, there is an app. Um, cool. Which is kind of. We're going to do it for me and you. Okay. And that way I know if you're empty and I can love up on you. <laughs> your, your phone is going to be very ding, overwhelming. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I just keep it on silent all the time. So it's already fucking overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Do you have a quote? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Um, so the last thing I wanted to go through. Um, before we get off here, and I'll go through it quick because I know we're cutting it close on time. It's just how relationships can benefit from love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these ways is it, it promotes selflessness. If you're focused on their needs and not your own, your partner's going to see the like, man, this this person really cares about me. Right. Um, it creates empathy. It maintains intimacy. Um, it aids in personal growth. And it also helps you share love in meaningful ways. So the biggest point to remember is that a healthy relationship isn't just born. You don't just meet someone and you're like, we have the best relationship ever. And that happened with me and you. It took a little bit of work because I was kind of like, I'm not going to fucking get to know you. Chelsea, it took like two days. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're soulmates. And that's the exact reason I think that. I think that. Stop it. We can, Dude, we connected like I know. It was kind of weird. And we've never really had any fights. I think I've been mad at you like once. And I don't even remember what it was about. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, no, I do. You lied to me and I was really mad at you. It was during the coven camping trip. Oh. And I was I was mad at you for that. But then that's it. That's the only time like I've I'm pretty sure though, to, like, like I owned it right you. away. You did. I was like, I lied. My bad. Exactly. Other than that, like I think that's the only problem I've ever had with you. Out of our, like, year together. Out of our year together. Friendiversary. <laughs> when is our friendiversary? Uh, Didn't we decide this, like, last week? Let's see. I started at work, like, I think the, this week. No, it was, like, August 1st. So, probably, like, in, middle to end of August is when we became friends. Okay. Sorry. So, it hasn't been a year yet. Well, I think Facebook will probably tell us. You're right. Don't they do friendiversaries? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, anyways, this is a conversation to have off <laughs> I got to find that quote I just looked up. Um, so, okay, I have two. This generally happens to me. Yes, it does. Um, this one I just really like. It's by Atticus. I hope to arrive to my death late in love and a little drunk. <laughs> I don't know why I like that one, but I do. Okay. Um, and this is a Maya Angelou quote. Oh, I love, love, I know. love, love. I know. A wise woman wishes to be no one's enemy. A wise woman refuses to be anyone's victim. I needed that one, and I didn't realize I needed it until I read it, and I was like, fuck yeah. I love. Love. All right. That's all. Make sure you water yourself. And water your friends. Goodbye. Bye.